Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. This week we're continuing with our series. This is segment number three, The Kingdom of God Suffers Violence. We've been doing a, a, a series called The Kingdom Culture. And the first week we spoke about the fact that all the realms and the different dominions that we know and we, we don't know in the heavens above and, and in the earth and under the earth consist of kingdoms. All these realms consist of kingdoms. And many of us either pertain to one or two of these kingdoms and many times in your life and in your family and in your community, there are kingdoms that are exerting its influence over you and your family that you might even be oblivious of. We spoke about the fact that men and women throughout the ages have been seeking a perfect kingdom. They've been seeking a perfect world, a utopia. And there have been wonderful attempts by certain failed dictatorships who have tried to establish this wonderful utopia. And we saw that the problem is the heart of man. As much as the ideal is inspiring we we striving towards this wonderful perfect thing it is the hearts of men that corrupt everything and so we spoke about the fact that there is only one king that is able to establish a kingdom that provides your need for belonging your need for identity and is a perfect king and his name is jesus and he is not the kind of dictatorial king that we know on the earth He's the kind of king that laid his life down and serves. And he's the kind of king that redeems those who have been captured by others. And in the second week, we spoke about your royal identity. And the importance of you realizing that your identity is to be determined not by your circumstances, not by people around you, not even by your parents. It's supposed to be determined by God. And when you are born again, you are born again into a kingdom. You are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High God. And many of us have taken these concepts to be religious cliches. And so they have not had their influence on our lives. But the kingdom of God has come not to make men slaves, but to make men kings. To restore the dominion of heaven into the hands of the children of God. And it is so important that these become your meditations. These must become your conscious beliefs. They mustn't be just reminders that you get when we're singing, we are a chosen generation, and those kind of songs, walking in power, walking in miracles. No, it needs to be real to you. It needs to begin to work out in your life in such a way that when you face opposition, you don't feel distant from the kingdom of God. And this week, today, we're sharing concerning the violence of the kingdom of God. We understand that the word of God speaks to us about how when you get born again, you are translated from one kingdom into another. Out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his marvelous light. This is a reality. And for many of us who've grown up in church, 
Many times we've seen, we've seen an environment and an atmosphere that is very religious. And we were very much Sunday Christians, but what happens during the week? Does your Christianity extend beyond 12 o'clock on a Sunday? Are you able to live out what the Word of God gives you in your Monday through to your Saturday? This needs to be your, your, your aim. It cannot be that you are only entertained and excited on a Sunday and then during the week you live a life of defeat. Christ Jesus did not die for members. He died to set captives free. He died to set captives free. And this morning we're going to go into the word and see how the kingdom of God is exerting its influence throughout the earth. And how he's given us authority. And that we are supposed to bring changes throughout our communities and our families. And it is critical that you choose today whom you will serve. Which kingdom will you be a part of? Jesus said, it's either you are for me. If you are not for me, you are automatically against me. You have no choice to be in between. There is no fence in the matter. There is no half time. It's either you are in the kingdom of God or you are in the kingdom of darkness and destruction. Every moment that you spend not being involved in the kingdom of God, you are promoting the interests of another kingdom. Every time you prioritize something besides the kingdom of God, you are prioritizing another kingdom. Jesus said it this way, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things which the pagans and all these people who worship false gods are seeking after will be added unto you. You will not have to seek them as your priority. You seek the kingdom of God. With the kingdom of God comes everything that you need for life and godliness. Amen? Amen. And this morning we are declaring war on every kind of spirit that is coming into your life and bringing bondage in your life. Every kind of influence that has been exerting its, its dominion over families and communities, it's breaking this morning. It shifts today. We can no longer tolerate all sorts of evil dominions to continue to exert while Jesus has already paid the price for freedom. A moment in bondage longer is a moment too long. A moment stuck in sin without coming out, without being able to get free is a moment too long. A moment where your marriage is, is defeated because of the kingdom of darkness, because of the interests of the kingdom of darkness. A moment in that place is too long. And we believe God that families will be set free this morning. That people will be set free, that men and women will be set free this morning. As, as I was preparing, I really felt that there's, there's people here, you are in bondage to substances. 
you are in bondage. You, you're using substances. It might be a secret, but you, you're in bondage to substances. God is setting you free this morning. There's somebody here. You, you're in bondage. You, you can't stop being a womanizer. You might justify it in your life, but you just can't stop sleeping around. And the enemy is taking your life through it. And this thing is coming from your father and your grandfather. And then there's somebody here, you don't know prosperity in your family. There's some kind of bondage over your life that just keeps you as slaves, so to speak. And, and as we share the word this morning, God is going to be touching you. God's going to be touching you and setting you completely free this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you, God, that you are the healer, you are the deliverer, you are the, the, the savior, you are the one who is touching lives this morning. Lord, we thank you, God. That we are not here to play church. We are not here to spend our time just wasting away, but here to encounter the Almighty God. And we pray, Lord, this morning that your spirit will have its way, that your spirit will begin to break off chains this morning and begin to shift destinies and begin to shift us into the places that you have for us. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Where does evil come from? Historians and anthropologists have been debating this issue. Because obviously, if you say, and this is the argument many times, if there is a God, how can there be so much evil? If God is real, how can there be so much evil? Because obviously, if they were God, then there would be no evil. <laughs> and this is apparently the concept that is carried in the hearts and minds of many people, especially atheists. And even some believers have this question. But there, there is an agreement that there is such a thing as evil. It's not just mistakes and error. We can see in our societies and in our communities, when you open the newspaper, that this here is not just a mistake. This is intentional. This is evil. It is the only word that seems to capture some of the works that are being committed by men and women, young and old, throughout the earth. There is such a thing as evil. It is not just, no, we are dealing with issues. It's not just issues. It's not just diseases. There's such a thing as evil. There's such a thing as evil. And so with this argument... It says, okay, if, if there is a God, how can, how, how can there be so much evil? There's a quote here from Ravi Zacharias, and he's an apologist. If you're an intellectual and you like to, to, to discuss people who don't believe God, from a biblical point of view, please listen to this man. Now, he says, when you say there's too much evil in this world, you assume that there's good. When you assume that there is good, you assume that there's such a thing as a moral law on the basis of which you differentiate between good and evil. Because there has to be something that says, yeah, that's good, that's evil, because you're pointing out the evil. And then it says, 
But if you assume a moral law, you must posit a moral law giver. But that's who you're trying to disprove and not prove. Because if there's no moral law giver, there is no moral law. If there's no moral law, there is no good. And if there is no good, there's no evil. What is your question? So if you hear somebody who doesn't believe in God saying, there's too much evil in this world, <laughs> then they must believe in God. They have to believe in good. And when we talk about evil, we're not just talking about the concept of evil. We're talking about a personification of evil. Now in, our, in our society, Satan has been turned into a caricature. The, the horns and the pitchfork and the all-stars. Maybe not the all-stars. <laughs> the red devil. This has been the concept that has been popularized throughout our societies. And during the dark ages, you had the poets coming out, Dante, and bringing out his concepts of the inferno and hell. And many times borrowed from the scriptures, but credited to them. And so the idea is that this devil is actually just a, it's a concept, it's an idea, it's a metaphor for all the wrong things that are happening in our world. It's not actually a real personality. It's not actually a real personality. There's a new show on Fox now, and it's a series that many people are watching. It's called Lucifer. And I was speaking to somebody who was watching this show, and they were asking me actually some details because they watched the series, and then they started hearing about some characters, and he came to ask me, who is this character? Because uh, in that show, they talk about him, and apparently that's what happened during the time of Noah and all of that. And I'm thinking, this character doesn't exist in the Bible. People are reading that, that show as if it's scripture. And the, the idea is that this Lucifer is being portrayed as a very cool and relatable person. Very handsome, very funny, sometimes even blunders around. I won't ask you to put up your hand if you've seen the show. I haven't. I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the previews. It is hellish propaganda at its height. And it's being watched and entertained even by Christians. Evil is becoming more overt. The Apostle Paul told Timothy that in the last days, men will become haters of God. Lovers of pleasure. Yeah? They will seek and invent new ways to commit evil. They will become more and more evil, more openly, more openly, more brazen against everything that is good and righteous. The book of Isaiah 14, verse, uh, chapter 14, verse 12, I just want to read there. It speaks about Lucifer. It says, how you have fallen from heaven, morning star, son of the dawn. You have been cast down to the earth. You who laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to the heavens. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly. On the utmost heights of Mount Zephon. I will ascend above the 
tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. But you are brought down to the realm of the dead, to the depths of the pit. Those who see you stare at you. They ponder your fate. Is this the man who shook the earth and made kingdoms to tremble? The word of God reveals to us personality of Satan as a fallen angel and many of us still have this caricature of a, of a small devil here on your shoulder just tempting you and trying to, to keep you busy with all sorts of distractions mm -mm. we are talking about a being that has existed before the earth was created who is well acquainted with the nature and history of mankind who is well acquainted with the laws of God, who is well acquainted with the, with, the, with, the, with the culture of the kingdom of God, who himself was in charge of the worship of God Almighty and began to envy God and said, no, I will take the place of God. He was cast out of heaven because of that. And many times, there is this perception that Lucifer and Jesus are on equal footing. Almost as if they are arm wrestling, and Jesus' arm is like this, Lucifer's arm is just like this. And oh, Jesus is almost winning. Oh, Lucifer is, today Lucifer will, yeah. This is a misconception of, of momentous proportions. It is completely disproportionate. Because if you compare God with Satan, there is no comparison. There is no comparison. He is not even a breath to God's omnipotence. And his time of judgment is coming. So when you see, when we talk about the devil is busy doing X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z, and we are standing next to God, it must not stir a, a moment of fear in our hearts. If it stirs a moment of fear, then we are seeing as if Jesus and Satan are together in, in, the, in the UFC cage and they are the same size, everything is the same. Wrestling on the same level, not at all. In fact, the position that you have received as a child of God might trump even the position that the enemy has. The problem is we don't want to believe that. It's, it's not on the series. It's not on the series, so we can't believe that. Revelation 12, verse 12, it says, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you who dwell in them. But woe to the earth and the sea, because the devil has gone down to you. Where is the devil? He's on the earth. And it says he's filled with fury. Because he knows his time is short. You remember when Jesus would come on the scene and the demons would begin to manifest. And then they would start saying, why are you here, O son of God? Have you come to torment us before our time? Because there is a judgment pronounced in heaven. There is a day on which Satan and his demons will be judged. 
And hell was prepared for Satan and his demons, not for human beings. But what is the tactic of the enemy? He knows that there are certain laws that trap the children of God into the same judgment. And his agenda is to make sure that he will not end up in prison alone. To the pain of God's heart. That is why we are going on missions. The children of God cannot end up in hell. Hell was not intended for people. It was not intended for mankind. But we serve a God who cannot fault his justice. He is not corrupt enough to favor his children in the face of injustice. His mission is to, to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Your time here on a Sunday morning is part of your spiritual warfare. Your time on a Monday fasting and praying is part of your spiritual warfare. Your time as a young person keeping yourself pure for marriage is part of your spiritual warfare. Your time as a husband working hard at work so that you can take care of your family is part of your spiritual warfare. The enemy comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy your life. There is no question about his intent. And this is the problem. Most people, when they don't see something, they think it does not exist. This is the error. This is the fault of mankind. If demons walked around like people, many would be in church, many would be at prayer meetings, many would be in the world. But because they are blinded to the works of the enemy, they are oblivious to the advantages that they have in the kingdom of God. And the apostle Paul said, we are not ignorant of the enemy's devices. He says, be watchful, be on your watch, because the enemy, your adversary, is going around like a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. He can't devour everyone. This is the assumption. He's looking for those that he may devour. Are you one of them? Is your life postured in such a way that you can be plundered by the enemy at any time? The word of God says that a man who lacks self-control is like a city without walls. When the enemy is coming in, there are no walls to keep anything out. They plunder and they destroy and there's only weeping and regret. The kingdom of God has been brought to us to rid men of this bondage. 1 John chapter 3 verse 8, it says, The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. The Son of God was manifested to destroy the works of Satan. What are the works of Satan? Any kind of death, any kind of destruction, any kind of, 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 of stealing, any kind of oppression, any kind of demonic control. Jesus has been made manifest to destroy all of that. On a personal level, on a family level, on a community level, on a national level, on an international level. Jesus Christ has come to deal 
with the efforts of Satan. Who's got the power to address this situation? Authority means the power or right to give orders, to make decisions, and to enforce obedience. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 18, speaking to the disciples after their revelation that he is the son of God. And then they say, I tell you, he says to them, I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, the gates of Hades, will not prevail or overcome it. But most Christians have an idea that the kingdom of darkness is too powerful. I can't help it. And you've been set free. Much, much of the issue is in the mindset. Because you are watching the series of the devil. Amen? And it is so critical that we begin to take our rightful place. You know, in society, if the police and the army are weak, then anarchy and destruction is coming in the front door. Is coming in the front door. If the husband, if the husband is weak, he is the head of the family. If the husband is weak, if Adam is weak, death and destruction is coming in the front door. And he will blame the wife. Yeah, you should have been praying. Weak. Don't blame anybody. Take responsibility. I will build my church and the gates of hell will not overcome it. This is the agenda that Jesus has to bring his authority on earth. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. By bringing it through the church. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 12 verse 28. He says, but if by the spirit of God, if it is by the spirit of God that I drive out demons, then... The kingdom of God has come upon you. Have you ever witnessed someone being delivered of demons? Yeah? Have you? This is a sign that the kingdom of God is moving in. Cannot have demons just in your house. Living there with you, feeding them. Entertain, play, paying for their entertainment paying for their free internet where they can feed themselves with all sorts of things. There needs, to, there needs to be something in your heart that says, no, trash out. Who's going to do it? Many of us are waiting for Jesus himself to come from heaven and to come and cast out demons in your house, in your family. And, you know, even Christians... And there's a debate about this. But even Christians have demonic issues. The question is, oh, are they possessed? Are they depressed? Are they oppressed? Are they infilled? Or are they revealed? Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the problem is there's a demonic influence that is causing destruction. And it needs to be ended. 
And do you think they go like, okay, I came to church. Demons, you guys stay at the door. <laughs> they will come in with you. While you are, and forever he is. They are in there. There are some demons who are religious. They know scriptures. They know praise and worship songs. They know. And something has got to change. I know nowadays we, we've got situations where you are renting with somebody. I don't know if you've been in a situation where you are renting with somebody. You can say every night you dream some weird things since this person moved in. But many of us, we are renting with the devil. Tell your neighbor, zero tolerance. The kingdom is where the reign of a king is, where the reign of God is being manifested. Romans 14 verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness by faith. Peace with God and the joy that comes from it. When you see this, you see the kingdom of God manifest. It says you will not notice the kingdom of God saying there's the kingdom of there's the kingdom. But the kingdom will be within you. That you will begin to experience the righteousness and peace and joy of God. Isaiah 61, Jesus is a fulfillment of Isaiah 61. And in the New Testament, he comes into the synagogue, he opens to Isaiah 61, and he begins to read, and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, and to declare liberty to the captives, and to set free, and, 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 and the acceptable here of the Lord's faith. This is what Jesus came to do in your life, to give you the oil of joy instead of heaviness and mourning, the garment of praise instead of depression. Many of us, we have popularized, we've coined all sorts of medical terms, and now demonic possession is just a medical condition or a psychological condition. That devil is smart. He will get some PhD from where? He will even sponsor that PhD student to come and write some things to discredit the word of God and to continue his evil reign on the earth. Tell your neighbor, zero tolerance. So now that you are aware, there's a situation now. It's not just a concept. How do you deal with this? How do you, how do you deal with this? Because you got to go home. And wives, please don't quote me. Yeah, you, you better be strong. You. <laughs> don't do that, wives, please. Pray for your husband. Help him. You know, the word of God says that it is by your kindness and your humility that your unsaved husband will come to Christ. Not because, uh, open in your Bible, open in your Bible, I'll show you a <laughs> And vice versa, I'm also speaking to the husbands. But yeah. Matthew 11, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent, and the violent take it by force. The idea here is that the access to the kingdom should be forceful. Your access to the kingdom must not be passive. You remember, was it Black Friday? This is a perfect picture. <laughs> Black Friday is a perfect picture. For those of you who don't know, who didn't catch the social media frenzy, 
it was basically a day when the shops were giving discounts, like crazy discounts, and people were sleeping at the door of the shop because they wanted to make... This is exactly... This is exactly how you should be posturing yourself for the things of God. <laughs> Lost me! <laughs> you don't come with high heels and like... No. <laughs> you come with, you know, your, your things. I'm ready, you know. With a hoodie. I'm making my way in here. Break the door if necessary. Right? This is exactly, this is exactly how it should be. And Jesus said, Jesus said, yeah. And Jesus said that the, the prostitutes and the tax collectors are doing this. They're climbing trees. They're reaching out. They're shouting, son of David. They are reaching out. They are taking for themselves the prize that has been made available from heaven. But the Pharisees are far and distant analyzing. It must be by, it must be by the power of the devil that is casting out those devils. Hmm. He's healing the sick with the power of the devil. Hmm. Have you heard that before? Nonsense. The Bible says Satan cannot cast out Satan. A kingdom divided against itself cannot stand. Number one, know the truth. And know the source of your truth. Because if you are watching the series and asking, you know, so does the Bible confirm, you know, leave those things, get into the word. Deception is the great enemy. John 8 says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Imagine that. Your freedom is a factor of your knowledge of the truth. Instead of praying, Lord, free me, Lord, free me, get into the truth. Ask God to give you revelation of the truth. Once you know the truth, freedom reigns in every area of your life. You think of your marriage, you think of your family, you think of your finances, you think of your sexuality, you think of all these habits that are dominating you. The truth is what sets you free. It says our fight is not against flesh and blood. Your fight is not against your wife or your husband. Not against that person in the office. It's not against flesh and blood. Your fight is not against the minister of so and so. Your fight is against powers and principalities and rulers. Oh. These things are ancient and they've been here long. You just were born a few years ago. You think you will come and deal with us in this family where they worship us? You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit just on the side. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you don't speak in tongues, you need to deal that. Okay. So, know the truth. Tell your neighbor, know the truth. Not just know about it generally. Um, I think there's a scripture about stripes. Something about stripes. <laughs> By his stripes you were healed. Yes, that one. No, you can't know the word like that. The word has to be in your reactions. You know, when the devil tells you, no, uh, you know, it, uh, then you react. No, it's written. Oh, oh, okay. It needs to be in your reactions. Okay, we've done a whole series on the word. We won't go there anymore. Number two, your covenants and agreements. This is the thing that binds you in kingdoms. Tell your neighbor, be careful who you marry. My goodness. My goodness. You are fine. You are fine. Shining. <laughs> 
then you married the child of the devil. <laughs> be careful who you marry. Tell your neighbor, be careful who you sleep with. You were fine. <laughs> Shining. Then he started to buy flowers and he started to play guitar. He's making an effort now. Play guitar. He doesn't do it well like Daniel, but he plays it. <laughs> and then you gave yourself away. Be careful who you sleep with. Okay? The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't bind it to a prostitute. Don't you know that the one who you sleep with, you become one flesh with them. You will transfer demonic spirits. Generational demonic spirits coming through. While the R&B is playing in the background. <laughs> Generational demonic spirits coming into your life. It's getting real. Romans 6 says, don't you know that the one whom you obey, that's the one to whom you become a slave. Watch out. It says be hidden. You are hidden in Christ with God and the enemy cannot touch you. Remain hidden in Christ. There are many popular trends that are still coming, guys. It says that in the future, even the elect, even the children of God will start getting deceived. Watch out. You, lest you think you are standing, check your own heart. What kind of pride resides there? Makes you think, no, I'm special. I can hang out in these places where the devil does his business, and it's fine. Anyway, Elder, uh, Elder Godfrey is praying for me. I mean, it's connect. <laughs> okay. Tell your neighbor, no tolerance. You need to cast out that which is not of the kingdom. You don't negotiate. You don't say, okay, you stay for six months and then you at least, you don't negotiate like that. There's no negotiations. It needs to be, I'm out. If you are in a wrong relationship, it can't be, you know, I'm out. If you are already married, you can't get out. <laughs> Come for counseling. As <laughs> I'm out. Huh? No tolerance, hashtag no tolerance. No, no. If you are married, you are in. And your children are holy because of you. And if you serve your husband in humility, who knows you might come to Christ. Yeah? Till death do us part. Covenants and agreements. We can't say much about this, but we'll, we'll deal with this down the line. It is so critical. When we say we are doing covenant members course and you are a member of this church, you are part of this church. Right? It's not just uh, I attend, so I'm a part. No. Just because you attend, you happen to be in the wrong room. It's a shareholders meeting for, for, for Apple. Shareholders meeting. And then you ask, is this, is this, is this the prayer meeting of, of, of the church or whatever? No, it's the shareholders meeting of Apple. Oh, okay. The food is nice, I'll stay. <laughs> that, that does not make you a shareholder. Just because you are here, you enjoy the worship, you enjoy the presence, you enjoy the glory, you enjoy everything. Doesn't mean you are part here. And if you are not a part here, I don't know where you are part, then you are in limbo. Ha. Then those guys are like, Lone Ranger. And you know what they say about Lone Rangers? They get shot. Huh? Is that a Clint Eastwood for the new generation? They have drive-by drive shooting for people who are exposed. 
Church, when you say that you are going to be, be involved as a member of the church, you are talking about things like marriage. It's similar. We don't just live together. My dad used to say, some live. Some live. Some live. <laughs> some. Huh? Some live. Yeah, but some live sounds better. <laughs> ne? There's this thing. And we don't do that. We don't shake up in the spirit. We don't shake up. We covenant. Do you understand? And only fathers think like this. The heavenly father thinks like this. Fathers in a home, they know. I can't just be some lever with this lady. What, what, what is the covering over these children? So, so your covenants and your agreements, there are some of you, watch out what agreements you have. And some of you, there are agreements that were made by your parents and grandparents. You need to come out of that stuff. When they gave you the beads, you can't wear that stuff anymore. When they, when they made the markings on you, you need to begin to say, mm -mm, I'm in another kingdom. Amen. Amen? And we've got Victory Weekend where we go deeper into these things. Then number three, our time's up. Authoritative resistance. It must be resistance. Amen? It's got to be resistance. Make a quickly come here. So when, when the enemy is approaching you, and he, he, he starts by, by, by shaking, let's just shake hands. You, you cannot be like just holding, hanging in there. He, he will let go of my hand eventually. You know, there are some guys like that. Oh, my sister. You know. <laughs> Mega, what do you need to do? Yeah. Don't touch me, you devil. Yeah. Don't talk to the guy like that, but you know, I'm just saying, when it's that devil, you, you, you say, Nehman, there, there needs to be a resistance. Now, for many of us, you know, you are sitting in a movie, and some scenes are coming up, and you are just like, <laughs> you need to... <laughs> Thank you, Mega. Some, some people are getting in bondage just like that. You are too nice. You are too nice, man. You are so nice, you can get demon-possessed. Yeah? Be nice when it comes to uh, people and all, but when it comes to the devil, don't be nice. No tolerance. Amen? Ephesians speaks about put on the full armor, and after you've done everything to stand, stand therefore with truth and everything, and then use the sword, the rhema of the word of God, and inflict damage. So Jesus made an open spectacle, or open shame. The enemy is defeated, but only those who know will put him in his place. And what is his place? Under Underneath your feet. Just look at your shoes. You might need bigger ones, for those of you who are wearing sandals. <laughs> yeah? Underneath your feet. It says, and the God of peace, and the God of peace will soon crush Satan. Where? Underneath your feet. There needs to be a bit of a smashing by, from your side. Or you need to live very close with someone who is smashing devils for you. Watch your toes in that process. Amen? Let's stand.
Let's just begin to pray. I know that we're over time, but we, we can't leave this stuff alone. If you, if you are here and the Holy Spirit is revealing to you, there's definitely demonic activity that's been working in your life. If you are here, the words that I gave earlier on concerning people that are in bondage, and that's you, I want you to just raise your hand as we begin to pray. You might not be sure, I don't know, but this doesn't seem natural, this doesn't seem right. I won't ask you to come forward, just raise your hand, we need to pray for you. We need to pray for you. If that's you, just raise your hand nicely, we need to just see you. You can see that there's something that's not right, this is demonically inclined, or I'm in bondage in this area, I'm not getting free in this thing. This is the time when you begin to appropriate what God has made available for you. La croba o satala sende rusha samayi kata. La aloza ndarabako boyishende de bokama. Today marks the end. Today marks the end of your oppression. For there is a cry of victory in the atmosphere. And the angels are being released to set captives free. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Right now, I take authority over every demonic entity that has been working in the lives of people in this place. In the name of Jesus, we declare freedom over them. In Jesus' name, we say be set free right now in the name of Jesus. Every chain be broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, that habit that keeps bound. Be set free from it now in the name of Jesus. That recurring dream, be set free of it in the name of Jesus. That generational disease, be set free of it in the name of Jesus. That cycle of failure, be set free of it in the name of Jesus Christ. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, you devil, I command you in the name of Jesus, let them go in Jesus' name. You devil, I command you in the name of Jesus, you let them go. For those of you who are here this morning, you might not be in oppression. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Ask the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, set my heart in the right attitude. Lord, set my heart in the right attitude. Lord, give me a no tolerance for evil. Give me a no tolerance for Satan, Lord God. Begin to break every agreement that you've made with the enemy. Begin to break those covenants that have been set up in your life and family. This morning, something needs to change. This morning, something needs to change. In the mighty name of Jesus, the fire of heaven is being released this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, every impure spirit must bow. Every impure spirit must bow. Every confusion spirit must bow. Every oppression must give way this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we 
Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to thank Him. Begin to thank Him. He who began a good work in you, He is faithful to complete it. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are here this morning and you are not born again. Please come forward after the service. We have to close now. If you are here this morning, you have been experiencing those specific things that I mentioned. Please come forward. We, we need to pray for you. If you are here this morning, you are experiencing suicidal thoughts. Suicidal thoughts. It's pushing you hard. Hatred and there's someone else. Hatred towards your family. Some kind of hatred that makes you want to kill those who are close to you. You need to come. You need to come. There is freedom in this place. There's freedom in this place. Every chain is breaking. Every prison door opening. There is freedom in this place. There's freedom. Father, I declare your blessing over your people. Just raise your hands. May God bless you. May he preserve you. May your children be protected and prosperous. May you not tolerate, don't give the devil a foothold. That you may be able to stand in every situation. And that you may be filled with hope eternally. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.